Hello, friends, and welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, as always, Brandon David. Last week, we hosted the Elevate Conference in beautiful Oakland, California. It brought together 700-plus founders, investors, and people that just genuinely wanted to be inspired by the industry. I hosted the day as well as did a handful of talks, and we're going to release those talks. Uh, Today's episode is a fantastic panel with some of the best founders in the industry. We tried to put together kind of a cross-section of different cannabis businesses. You're going to learn a lot, guys. Thanks for being with us. Tune in. Listen up, get acquainted. So next up, we're going to have a founders panel. So we thought about if this day is for founders, if it's for startups, what do they want to hear? They want to hear from founders that are in the weeds, that are in the shit, building these businesses every day. We've tried to create a good cross section of different companies from you learn to learn from a little bit today. A good portion of them are my friends. They've been on the show before. So super excited to do that. Let's get it started bringing them on out here. Cassandra of MJ Business Daily. Great to meet you. Thank you. Jeff of Trative. And Cy of Headset. How are you? Good, Brandon. So one of my favorite things to do is put founders on the spot a little bit. I think a true founder can tell uh, about their company, can say what their company does in like one sentence. Uh, let's start at Cy. Just tell us sure. uh, what Headset is. Sure. So Headset is uh, market intelligence for the cannabis industry. And uh, essentially what we're trying to do is take all the guesswork and the assumptions out of building a cannabis brand uh, by giving people in the industry or even outside the industry that are looking at the cannabis space good actual insights about what's actually selling from the product to the brand to the segment to the category and so on. So really uh, illuminating what's, what's going on, what's working, what's not, finding trends and so on. Awesome. Yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, so yeah, uh, well, first off, um, thanks for having me out here. You guys are great, and I uh, got uh, good energy of founders in here, so I love it. Uh, but uh, real quick, um, I, you know, you can tell that the founders can, can spurt it out real fast here, but um, uh, Trative, we're an online wholesale marketplace uh, for the cannabis industry. So we, we connect the uh, dispensaries with the cultivators, the processors, all on an online platform. And so uh, what we've done is um, we've uh, streamlined uh, the, the process of ordering and sourcing and made it very transparent to get uh, extremely good product uh, from point A to point B uh, without um, all the hassles, 100 phone calls, and you name it, that uh, everybody has to go through just to find a couple strains to fill their shelf and get back to doing what they do best. Awesome. And at Marijuana Business Daily, according to Inc., um, I am apparently the high priestess of marijuana business intelligence. <laughs> um, they, uh, the nutshell of what we do it, at Marijuana Business Daily is provide that unbiased, completely journalistic approach to what's going on in the industry and what the business owners need, the business managers need, the investors need to run and manage their businesses most effectively. Well said. So, Cassandra, I'll start with you. Um, since you have started MJ Biz Daily, there is a lot of mainstream media coverage. Uh, CNN, Sanjay Gupta, my own show, it's everywhere, right? <laughs> I'm on the same level with Sanjay, by the way. Though, so. so, you know, as this progresses, as it's more and more in the news, how do you guys stay relevant? We stay relevant by really focusing on the business side of this. We are a completely business-to-business oriented publication, um, and not just publication, but our event, our fact book, our, you know, all of the work we do is entirely focused on that business-to-business marketplace and helping those business owners connect with each other 
and find the tools, resources, partners that they need. Um, and we do so in, again, a completely journalistic way. And journalism is, you know, taking a lot of hits these days in American society. And, you know, one of the things that we are able to do in part because of the other things we do, such as the conference, we're able to keep that journalistic independence on our editorial side. We're able to fund that and maintain that independently so that you guys have that really reliable go-to source for what you need. Got it. So given that you're in the media space, you are a cannabis-focused publication, but you might not have some of the challenges associated with starting a cannabis business, right? It, would you agree with that or tell us a little bit about uh, yes and cannabis no. specific? You know, yeah. sure, any ancillary is going to be a step removed from some of those risks that are um, inherent in the cannabis industry, whether it's the Schedule 1 risk, whether it's you know, challenges due to banking and, and things like that. That said, we have had accounts shut down. We have been denied leases simply because of the name on the door. Um, that stuff still happens to us even in the ancillary space. Anybody who is coming into the cannabis industry has to be completely aware that this could touch you. Um, less likely on the ancillary side, but absolutely still is something you need to be very aware of. Yeah. Do you see it changing? Um, you know, act of Congress and all that, which is unlikely to happen in the current environment. Um, the, it will. It will. And it's, it is changing. You know, there are banks serving the industry now. Um, they're not very public about it, but they are. Um, we did find great office space. It, you just have to dig a little deeper. You have to... You have just to have a little to, harder. One is. more challenge. It's absolutely, yeah. you know, and, and as uh, you guys heard earlier, it's hard. And, and there's no sugarcoating that. It is hard, but it's worth it. Thanks. All right, Jeff, we'll, uh, we'll move to you. Uh, you've had some really early success with Trative in Colorado. I know that you just launched in California. Yep. Um, how long ago did you launch in California? Uh, about four weeks ago. About four weeks yeah. ago. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. What yeah. did you learn from Colorado? What are you applying here in, in California? You know, um, we, we really learned early on the, um, the power of boots in the field um, and um, just kind of getting into um, data and just understanding, um, narrowing down um, who, is, who do we need to go after first, the low-hanging fruit. Um, and then the ones that, uh, you know, platforms are um, just like Uber or um, Airbnb, they, they sometimes go in levers, you know, we, all of a sudden we have a, a massive amount of sellers, so then we got to even that out. And if you're not, um, if you don't take a, a very strategic and uh, well thought out um, approach to um, your sales approach and your sales goals, um, the, the flow isn't going to happen. So we learned that in Colorado early on, um, and we were talking backstage, um, Colorado was a different, uh, it was a different beast actually, because um, I, I, I tell the story of me, um, you know, it was almost impossible to fill, find the sellers, but we could, we could find the, the, the buyers. Um, so literally in Colorado, uh, my, my sales guy and I were driving around um, areas that we knew were, were cultivators were with our noses out the car, you know, <laughs> doing, doing what founders do best and getting it done, you know, and so, um, so we learned that, and, um, and so we applied a lot of the, the sales tactics and um, email blasts and just your, your classic non-traditional or, or traditional uh, marketing tactics, applied that to California, and, and uh, we grew a lot quicker on the, on the growth side, and now we're trying to even out, and it's a constant, um, you got to uh, keep your thumb on the pulse and, and use your two years. Got it. I just want to give a little color to exactly what they do. So this is an online marketplace, sort of like an Etsy or something like that, where you can, oh, yeah. uh, dispensaries uh, can 
locate growers or manufacturers and buy in pretty large quantities and have it delivered? What's an average basket size for, for trade of these days? Um, typically, it, um, it sits about uh, 10 to 15 pounds um, average. Um, you know, we, it, it'll skew sometimes depending on um, large purchases for trim, for use for, um, you know, extracts, um, edible, um, those kind of, that kind of, that side of the world. So, but uh, yeah, typically we'll see anywhere from 10 to, to 15. And then you actually move that product to the next location, correct? Yeah, so it, it, um, it's very much the, um, the entire B2B um, ecosystem. And so, um, you know, I, I always, like when I'm doing the demos, I say, let's get in the minds of the, uh, the retail buyer, the, the dispensary. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the old school way is a guy showing up in a backpack, and, um, and then you've got to line out the door, and that's not efficient. You need to be, um, you know, uh, serving your, your clients, your patients. And so um, trade of you can come on, the, the, the purchasing agent can come on, um, let's say you want a couple uh, couple units of uh, Bruce Banner. Um, a matter of about six clicks, you get that to your um, the transaction and happens. Um, it pings both seller and buyer, and then and then we get it from point A to point B. Uh, and uh, so it, it takes out um, you know a good chunk of what what a lot of these um, these dispensary owners the million things they're going through. Um, we're just trying to make their life simpler and um, streamline this this entire logistics side of things. So it's certainly simpler, but not without risk. Right, right. I mean, we're talking about Certainly. touching the plant or not touching the plant. Certainly. You're moving large <laughs> amounts of product. That's not a secret to, to anyone here. No. How do you navigate the different laws and states and by county and everything? I mean, what have you learned about that process? Certainly, you know, it, um, attorneys are our best friends. Uh, you know, prevent, <laughs> we want to be the, uh, the, the prevention side and um, doing our due diligence and making sure we're, uh, um, you know, it, uh, although um, we, we all play in a gray market. It, you still, you got to be on, on top of everything that you can, uh, you know, cross your T's, dot your I's, because at the end of the day, it, um, it, it's still federally illegal. And so we want to make sure we're doing everything that we can in the municipalities that we're operating in um, until we, uh, you know, until we get the, um, the act of Congress, as we, right. we always say in the industry. So, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it can it can be dangerous as well. There's there's people out there, um, you know, at, at large quantities, and um, you know, we, we we all have to deal in the cash side of business. And so, um, when you when you uh, have to deal in that that side of the world, it um, you know brings a lot of danger to it. So you know you really got to be very careful and preventative. Your legal bill must be insane. <laughs> yeah, we got a, we got a high one, just like everybody in the industry. I guess so. Yeah. Sai, <laughs> let's move to you briefly. So Sai, uh, I love Sai's story because he's one of the few founders in cannabis that has a really successful exit uh, with Leafly, uh, which congratulations, that's a product that all of us use Thanks. Uh, yeah. fairly you. regularly. Um, so since you started Headset, there's a lot of players that have come into the data dispensary space. It's kind of crowded these days. Why is Headset going to win? Why are you guys the ones to, to get it done? Yeah, I think some of it is uh, our pedigree in the industry. Being around for, for quite some time uh, really does go a long way. Uh, it opens doors. So when we call and say, you know, we're from Leafly, we're now doing uh, this market intelligence, it, you get the right people on the phone often, um, which is very helpful. Um, we also have some really interesting products. So our first product uh, that we introduced to the market was our business intelligence platform. So it's designed for retailers and dispensaries to better understand what's going on with their own internal data. 
Right now they struggle uh, to get clear insights out of their point of sale systems. It's kind of a common thread if you ask any dispensary and any dispensary owners in here, you know, it's the, everyone's a little upset with their point of sale systems uh, as far as the reporting uh, aspect. So we really streamline that for them. So we provide a real value for these retailers and dispensaries right out of the gate in a new market where we don't necessarily have uh, a sizable enough of aggregate sales data to, to deliver market intelligence. And then from there, um, we start to get more and more retailers and dispensaries and we can see you know, what's happening across all the stores and then aggregate that data up and then provide a market intelligence platform for those regions. So uh, I think it's kind of our go-to-market. Having that product really helps. Uh, having uh, the market intelligence and the business intelligence product, they're able to kind of communicate with each other. So that really drives a lot of adoption because you have product manufacturers and vendors that are now working with the retailers almost directly because they're able to see some data directly from the retailers when the retailers opt them in. Uh, so there's a lot of good um, kind of synergies there between the brands that really help uh, drive adoption of, of headset. And it's almost turned uh, vendors into evangelists for the platform where they're going out telling retailers, hey, you should be on headset because I can help support your business by making sure you have enough inventory at, at all given times. And the retailers will sign up and then they'll opt in more product manufacturers to that and it kind of snowballs. So that's a real uh, critical piece of what we're doing and it's really driving a lot of uh, adoption of the platform. Got it. How important have those lessons from Leafly been? I mean, I know you have largely the same team. How important is that to bring that over? I mean, do you get like a huge head start in this? Yeah, especially uh, we worked a lot with dispensaries and retailers because that was one of our, our core competencies at Leafly was the dispensary locator. Uh, so we spent a lot of time with them and really understanding kind of their, their gaps and their needs. So that, that really did uh, go a long way into kind of helping us understand what we need to be building uh, to fit market fit, essentially. You know, when you start a new company, it's all about testing hypotheses and making sure that you, know, you can validate it and that the market needs the, the solution that you're providing. So we kind of had a really good idea already uh, from working with Leafly and kind of hearing from dispensaries. Everybody wanted data. Everybody wanted numbers because they were designing products, they were running businesses, and they just didn't have good numbers to, mm -hmm. to kind of validate that stuff. So we gave a good head start there um, and then you know some of the nuances of, of the industry you know it's an interesting space to say the least and every market's a little different you know California is different than Colorado different than Washington different than Arizona and so on so kind of having that uh, good picture of what to expect as we go to each market has really helped I want to talk a bit about the funding environment your second time around and you said people return your calls but everybody wants to give you money <laughs> so, uh, yeah. what, what's that been like the second time out uh, yeah, a lot, a lot better. So with Leafly, uh, it was next to impossible to raise any money. Um, we were bootstrapped. Uh, this was uh, 2010 when we started. Uh, it was you know medical cannabis only. No one really wanted to invest in this space. Um, or if they did, it was harder to find them. Um, you know, we met Privateer along along the road. Uh, they had raised some money. They kind of had a similar vision, a mainstream approach to cannabis. Uh, so it made a lot of sense for us to, to kind of work together, uh, given the environment at the time. Uh, with Headset, though, uh, starting this last year, so we started in June of last year, it's just a different different picture. Uh, obviously, coming off of a success like Leafly really does help, and to kind of have that track, re track record goes a long way. But, um, you know, I think the, the fact of the matter is that there's just more capital out there. You know, it's not at the level of other, you know, traditional just tech, you know, you still, it's still a little harder. You know, when we, when we fundraise, we do talk to traditional VCs, but sometimes it feels more exploratory on their part. They have like that vice clause, no porn, no weed. Like that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Not to mention, uh, because of the, the, 
fragmentation of the market. You know, venture capital, traditional venture capital wants, you know, big exits. Uh, and to get that, you need scale. And to get scale, you need to be able to tackle every market. So being an ancillary company does help uh, with that. You know, we're able to kind of scale out across markets. It's not the easiest thing. Like, you have to deal with the trade-of, you know. It's, yep. it's nuanced. Each market, different brands, different products, and so on. But I think kind of being in that position has helped with fundraising. And then having uh, kind of a success with Leafly has really helped as well. Yeah. Jeff, tell us a little bit about your fundraising experience. I mean, we talked a little bit about touching the plant, not touching the plant, and the division that a lot of investors make there. Mm -hmm. Have you yeah. come across that? Is that changing? Tell us about your experience. Yeah, you know, we um, just a little roadmap. Um, we started out with Canopy Boulder, um, and uh, and so we moved the business to, to Boulder, Colorado, uh, and really got our feet wet in, in a regulated market. Um, wanted to uh, really test the hypothesis and, and see is it truly um, what what people need. And, and, and then when we we were able to get some traction and execute, we we knew we had something. And so. Um, we did a, a million dollars for the um, seed stage to, to get the technology going and get the, the right people in the right place together and then um, move forward with it. Um, so we launched um, October 2015 with the platform and uh, quickly grew to a point where we thought, um, you know, if we're going to do California or Oregon, um, we better go right back into a Series A to, to have the, uh, the right resources to pull it off. And so, um, you know, uh, starting out as the in, on the ancillary side, it's very... Um, um, you know, it, it's a, not, I wouldn't say easy, but it's easier than actually touching the plant. Um, and it's a, it's a, you know, there's, uh, you know, VC's plan or just like he was talking about, uh, you know, they're, they're looking at it and, and um, trying to make that, that is, is it a market, a scalable market yet? And so, um, you know, we pitched quite a few VCs, but really, really tapped into the, um, the ArcView group uh, network and uh, really leveraged a lot of those relationships that we built through Canopy Boulder um, to continue into our Series A with what I would call, um, consider um, Uber Angels. And, um, and then, uh, you know, we have a, a, a member from uh, the Sandhill guys, and so that was uh, very helpful to, to really help us get some, some uh, get what I call the snowball going in fundraising. So. Yep, very cool. Yeah, our next panel, we're going to talk about sort of that very early stage and incubators and everything. But Obviously, yep. Jeff and Trade have got tremendous value out of Canopy yep. from the yep. beginning, and, and that's what all the companies have gotten from Gateway as well. So, Cassandra, I know that you guys have chosen never to raise money right. for MJ Biz Daily. Congratulations on that, by Thanks. the way. Can you talk about? <laughs> yeah, we can clap that up. That's cool. Uh, can you talk about why? Why not? Um, there's a largely because we were able to. There was never. We were able to serve the market that we could see as it was developing. I mean, we started very early. We launched in 2010. The market was a completely different place back in 2010 than it is now. And at that time, the website was getting it done. And you can do that on a very small scale. We had previous business activities that we were able to fund this with. And, you know, by the time, and in that period of time when somebody would have looked seriously at funding, this you know, kind of cute little publication over here, um, serving this, this crazy market that nobody really quite understood yet or knew where it was really feeling like it was gonna go. Um, you know, by the time that section passed when we could have raised money, we didn't need it anymore. Um, and it's as simple as that. And so if, if I had one piece of advice for the founders out, or excuse me, for the investors out there in the room, like, don't wait too long. You know, definitely know what you're getting your, your money into and feel confident about that but understand that these companies, the right ones, are gonna take off. And so if you wanna get your money in there, you need to not wait until they already have that traction. Very well said. 
Very well said. Um, so what's next for MJ Biz Daily? What, what's next? Um, we're going to continue to serve this nexus of the, the entirety of the cannabis industry where we are providing that central place where people can come for information, for networking, for um, you know, business interactions, uh, that, that platform that we provide. And whether this goes legal via executive action tomorrow or whether it takes another 10 years or whether it gets rescheduled or whatever that is, will continue to be at that center place. I don't know where that is, so I, but I can tell you that we'll still be there. Got it. Jeff, same question. What's, what's next for Trader? Yeah, you know, we're very much um, heads down and uh, really focusing on executing here in, uh, in California with that, that launch just uh, rolling out um, about four weeks ago. We're, we're, um, we're having a lot of fun and, and uh, making sure we're, uh, we're building that foundation with California. Um, you know, trade of uh, stemmed out of, uh, Aaron was down in San Diego and I was in Santa Monica and it's good to be back in our backyard. And um, we, we feel that um, the hub um, is, is California and we want to build our house with, with that in mind, along with Colorado, and then jump into other um, very uh, perfect states for us, uh, like Oregon um, and Washington. And just, uh, but we still, we, we have to, uh, if, if, it, if we were to boil it down to uh, mission number one, though, is, is we got to make sure that we gain major traction in California. It's all about California. We'll yeah, right. <laughs> I'll say it a hundred times. And so, but, uh, but yeah, it, uh, you know, we have um, uh, a perfect situation um, uh, with with uh, LA and and then San Francisco, Oakland, and Sacramento, um, that there's there's a good flow for us. And so from from what we do, um, we want to make sure that um, we're right in the, in the middle of it and uh, and do it right. And then we'll we'll look into other great states. And uh, but um, if we if we can figure out and and, and build upon our template that we're, we've built in in Colorado, then we're, we're going to do it right and and keep growing and and. Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, eventually international, and so you know, looking looking way down the um, the future. So awesome, awesome. We'll wrap up with you, Sai. What's next? Uh, what's next for Headset? Yeah, so very similar uh, to Trative and what Jeff's saying. Uh, getting into the California market, we get a lot of inbound requests for data. Uh, California is what it's all about. Um, so we're working. Uh, as hard as we can to get a big enough footprint here to be able to provide that market intelligence and getting some traction. Uh, but that's our big focus, obviously expanding into other regions. So uh, not just Washington, Colorado, and Oregon, but you know California and some of the other medical states as well. So that's a big driver of us right now. Um, also more partnerships, so getting headset available in other um, platforms, like we just did, uh, you might have seen the announcement with MassRoots, so yep. providing a lot of headset services through their platform. Isaac will be out here a little later today. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Yeah, so uh, I think there's a lot of value to, to be working with companies like theirs uh, to provide headset uh, services within that platform. You know, we're just motivated to get the data in the right hands, uh, wherever they, they get the data, where they see it, it's not as important to us if it's through MassRoots, if it's... Uh, through MJ Biz doesn't doesn't really matter to us. We just want people to be able to use the data uh, to drive their business. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, guys. It's been a pleasure to have you. Great learnings. Did you guys learn something? Was it good for you? So, did you like the show? Because this stuff costs money. Like we got lights. Jacob, the director. Eric, the producer. We'd like to be able to fly our guests out here. We go to Seattle. We're going to go to Colorado soon. All this costs money, guys. So if you like this show, if you give a shit about cannabis, head over to patreon.com slash investing in cannabis. It's a great platform where you can donate, you know, five, ten dollars a month, totally anonymously, so no one will know that you like weed or that you're supporting us. Uh, but if you listen to this show, if you watch it, if you care about it, you know, just give five, ten bucks a month, and that really does matter. It really does help us out. So thanks so much for doing that, and I hope you continue watching and you enjoy what we're doing here.